On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, John and I take a week off, unfortunately, but we get back into it, which is great, and we talk a little bit about how pro golf isn't that interesting between the majors. We touch on our upcoming golf schedule and how it's kind of tough to juggle uh, tournaments as amateurs, and then we talk a little bit about Game of Thrones, checking out some different shafts and Mizunos, and lastly, we end with another Herradura Ultra tequila ultra anejo so check it out i've got this one about two balls out to the right i'm telling you man it's a speed putt hey guys real quick want to just give a shout out to who is powering this podcast and that is fanatics and uh, fanatics.com where you can get your officially licensed everything of course uh from nfl to nhl to nba i mean can you get mls on that uh you can you can get the mls on that i've gotten my cubs gear i know you got get your uh, probably some st louis cards gear shout out to the cards they shout won out to the cards but i mean we're in playoff city right now whether it's the nba or the nhl and of course the nfl draft just came if you want your official nfl draft hat uh, from your favorite team, you can go and get that at fanatics.com. And uh, last but not least, of course, upcoming, and this is obviously a golf show, so we, we have to plug the PGA.com where they've got all the Beth Page Black PGA Championship gear you can get. And you can, of course, using our promo code Faded Golf, you can get what, John? Faded Golf. 25% oh, 20. discount. Oh. All I, but one thing, I know this is a, a promo, but I can say that the PGA gear was the best I've seen for any uh, golf tournament when oh. I went and bought it last year. It was great when I was at Bell Reef. And I, I think the stuff that they have for Beth Page is fantastic right now because you can get that warning sign. You know how it's a difficult golf course. You can get T-shirts you with that stuff. You can get that? Yeah, you can get a T-shirt with that on it. I think they even have hats and things like that. Our it, promo code is Faded Golf. Promo code Faded Golf. Get your PGA stuff. Of course, go to fanatics.com. Any sports you love, go and get that discount. We appreciate you, Fanatics. Thanks. Thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Chulene. I am here, as always, with my man, John Falkenberg. John, what up? up? We, uh, we missed a week. Um, uh, life sometimes gets in the way of the side hustle, you know? Um, but that doesn't mean that I didn't try to still post some stuff on, on the gram. Uh, I posted a couple stories. I, I hit the IU real estate golf scramble last week, and we'll talk a little bit about, uh, summer events coming up here as our topic of the week. But, um, sorry, sorry we missed y'all last week. And we'll talk about some new tequila. Oh yeah, well we've got we've got we've got a fun episode here. I mean, uh, we don't feel like we missed a ton in professional golf. Um, John and I did get a chance to play a little bit of golf, which was which is is nice now that it's spring here in Indiana, and uh, we will be. Would you call some, it spring, Mark? Dude, it's been mediocre spring at best. It's so here's the problem. It's these rain freaking fronts or whatever the hell you want to call them keep coming through. It can feel cold. Even at so like upper fifties, it feels get, cold. Yeah, you get the overcast, wet, like whatever. And it 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 was supposedly last Friday, you know, lower to mid fifties, but it felt like it, it might as well have been thirty nine degrees. Yep. It was. We had sock caps on, wind was blowing probably twenty miles an hour out of the west, and in a scramble with, I think we had twelve to sixteen mulligans. We only shot nine under par, so like was it the the tee to green? I assume. Yeah, I mean it was tough. Well, the, shoot, actually, the course had been so flooded from the night before, the day before, that two of the holes they actually had to move the tee box up because if you would have played from the regular tees, you would have been driving it into essentially a lake in the middle of the fairway cuz that would have been the landing zone would have been a flood zone. That course kind of seems like it's flood a little oh, bit. Oh, it is. It's just in the middle of a cornfield. Uh, Golf Club of Indiana. For those of you that follow the Instagram account, uh, I posted a couple pictures. I do think they have one of the best logos in the state though for with the with the Cardinal and the Golf Club. It's fantastic. But they have one of the best academies in the state. 
Uh, they absolutely do. They've got a great learning center there. They've got they built a new facility in the last few years with uh, bays and you know simulators and whatever else. Uh, they do a nice job. Um, actually, one of our uh, members here at Chatham, he uh, his son who plays on uh, junior golf like nationally, um, actually takes lessons out there as well. So yeah, there you go. We this is the first year in a while that we don't have our. Um Sectionals there. We're going to Ulan now this year, but it was good. Ulan for sectional. Interesting. Yeah, they really wanted it. I think Golf Club Indiana was kind of done. Okay. We always played it at uh, Harbor Trees, which I hated. Wow. That's pretty. Because you know, I, you know but, my, my story from before, I, I shot 100 there one time. Yeah. <laughs> in in, a tur- in tournament weren't, conditions. Weren't you, you were, that was a varsity 100, too, wasn't it? Varsity 100. Yeah. Junior year, varsity 100. It was so solid. <laughs> and what did you. It was the was it was the, the county championship. You told the coach you he goes ask you what did you shoot and you said a hundred and he goes what what <laughs> it was bad real bad. They, did they count your score? That's uh, no, worse. it did not. Uh, we I, and what was really sad is so I was probably playing because it was my junior. I was probably the fourth or fifth guy on the team, and I think our number five guy shot like ninety seven or something like that. You know, see so he. He, his score. Did you guys count. make it through sectionals? It wasn't a that wasn't in sectionals. So that was in uh, the county championship. So the Hamilton County Championship. Uh, we did. Uh, we did make it through sectionals that year. Um, I don't know if we made it through the regional though. I think we. I don't, yeah, we didn't make it to state that year for some reason. Did you make it to state your senior? Yes, we did. Would you place seventh? I not believe. Bad. No, not too bad. What was your individual? I don't remember. That'd be good to know. I think you I, were the number two, right? I was at the time. So I probably, sh- I think I shot like 78, 80 or something like that. That's it was, not bad. it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't great, but it's it was. Typical scores. I out. know it's what I shoot today. <laughs> it's what I'd shoot in the club championship now. <laughs> Solid 83, back it up with a 77. Yeah, pretty much. Average 80. No big deal. Somehow still a three handicap. I don't know how, but it doesn't matter. Um, it's the potential. All right, so golf news-wise, I mean, we the last episode we gave you guys was a, uh, a master's recap. We I think we left some stuff hanging, and I, I feel really bad. And John was mentioning earlier off offline here or off recording that, you know, since the master's, it's been kind of like dull to talk about pro golf. Like, who gives you? I don't even want to watch it. Like I, I watched like 15 minutes. I watched Rom and Palmer a little bit. Yeah. And they were actually kind of fun to watch. The other guys, I was like, oh, this is just... I mean, you really care about, you know, Brian Gay and Rory Sabatini <laughs> making a run? Rory Gay, Sa- Gay Sabatini, you care about them <laughs> making a run? Stallings and uh, Molinax, was it? I mean, Jesus. Who, I mean, Molinax. Oh, my God. I, that guy can drive how about, a golf How about ball. rolling up to this whole Zurich championship? They were all on, like, Jason Day and Adam Scott's jock, and they freaking, like, missed the cut. Well, the only thing I thought was kind of cool is how Rom and Palmer got together. Uh, Palmer's normal uh, partner is Spieth. Yeah. Spieth took the week off. And Rom's partner, gosh, I forget who it was, but he was hurt. And so Palmer just reached out and texted, hey, you want to do it? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'll do it. And then they went out and go, they go out and win the fucker. I was pulling for Pat Perez and Jason Duffner, personally. Holy shit. I didn't even know they were partners. They partnered up, and, I, and they didn't make the cut. I was pissed. I'd, I'd watch that. Like, I'd follow those guys all week. If I, like, if I had tickets, to, I'd follow those guys. Those, that's the best partnership. That's phenomenal. <laughs> they, were they partners before? I don't know, but like so, Perez is just coming off an injury, apparently. I gotta look at this. And so, um, so I, I, but I saw that on on the gram, and I was like, I was like, I, I, I want to go, and I want to walk and follow these guys for every freaking hole, and just cheer them on. And that is a great. That's a phenomenal pair. I would want to know if they were partners before, yeah. because how that doesn't get more. Yeah. Um. That that's more them. Them not making the cut and them being partners is more interesting than the actual tournament itself. So I agree, hundred um, percent. But yeah, so that was boring. Uh, apparently, after the Masters, these guys go to Hilton Head and compete for a plaid jacket. Um, What's that? It, it doesn't matter. Have you ever played there Mm-mm. at the Harbor Town? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I played there from the Pine Straw. 
for 18 holes. I, I just, I couldn't put it in the fairway. And I hear and it was if you're just, not, I mean, the fairways are pretty thin, aren't they? Fairways are narrow as shit. I was basically, I was club pro guy punching out sideways all fucking day. I, I'm sure I shot 90 something. And this was probably 10 years ago or something like that. But it's it, not that long, is it? It doesn't play real long. It's like 6,900 yards. Um, but I think that's why the pros love it because uh, if you look at the scoreboard, the the winner still shot like 12 under, 13 under, which is like, you know, a, a decent score, but it didn't have to be long to make it a challenge. You have to be accurate. Course. You have to be very yeah. accurate. <clears throat> so it's narrow. When you do get yourself in trouble off the tee, it's tough. I think that's an interesting tournament because the course is interesting because it's a public course that you can play. Um, Pete Dye course, we love our, our Indiana Pete Dye. So I'll, I'll give a little love to that course. I'd love to actually go play it again now that I feel like my game's a little different than it was 10, 12 years ago when I played it. Um, is, but is it, is it, was, how was the condition when you played it? Oh, it was, it was great condition. It was fantastic. I mean, we played it in the uh, early summer. Is it public? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can play it. That's awesome. I'm sure it's like 300 bucks or 350 bucks or something. I can't remember how much it costs, but it's one of those, you know, resort, you know, you go play and, you would do I mean, there's a ton of golf down there. I'd like to play it. I'd like um, to play it. It can be. It's it can, on the list. Should we put it on the list? Yes. Harbor Town. All right, yeah. we'll put it on the list. It, we have um, this. This. We have map. a running. We have a running list of courses we'd like to play uh, in our lifetime. So, um, this year, I mean, I, it sounds like we're gonna get to at least. We're gonna play Victoria at least once. Once we're gonna do possibly I, Medina. That'd be fun. Medina. I, 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 I th- think we got to try to squeeze in French Lick too. French looks great, and then uh, I haven't played. I haven't played the the Lafayette courses. You haven't played the Purdue courses, no. the the Campin and the Ackerman. No, I mean those are phenomenal, and I think those are easy easy to check off. So list, we so. could realistically get those four in this year. I think so. They're all in Indiana, which is great. Uh, should be easy to get to. French Lick is that a? Is we that, do. Is we that do a dude? Only, is that a dude only trip? Or the wives could come. Well, it could be an interesting way to do that. I think we could. Uh, Figure we got. We'll work that out. We'll work that out. I think. I think if you could drag the wives and they do spa stuff while we go play golf, that could be, that that could win us some points. 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 Victoria. Victoria will not. That'll be no. Just, no, that's total guy deal. And you know, I actually think we we possibly put together a foursome for that uh, first tee event. So by the way, let me mention real quick. So next week on the podcast, this is kind of cool. So we have. Um, the uh, one of the executives at the Indiana Golf of, of Indiana Golf, uh, Autumn, is going to join the podcast, and we're going to talk about the first tee program. So that'll yeah. be kind of fun. Awesome next week. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so we got an invite to to join their annual event this fall as well, which is down in Victoria. So that could be another way we can get down there. Is it a scramble? Uh, it's actually a, a best ball event, four man best ball. Oh, event. I like those way better. Yeah. Because then so, you play your own ball. Yep, you play your own ball, and you just take a best score. So it's like a four-man best ball. We could find two other guys, and I think make it a make it a cool group. A little, uh, faded, Michael, uh, little faded group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, be kind of fun. Um, so anyway, so that kind of, I guess, rolling off of pro golf because we aren't really interested in pro golf right now. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on one other thing. I do think it's cool. And John and I were kind of debating. I do think it's cool. It used to be, you had to wait two months before like another great golf tournament would come up, but we, uh, we are going to have the PGA in a couple weeks, which is exciting. Um, shout out to fanatics. Uh, of course our, we're powered by fanatics and, and go get your Beth page black gear, of course, at PGA.com. But, um, if uh, if we didn't have that and we had to wait two weeks, I, I, how much longer could you and I go with ignoring professional golf? I could go, I could ignore it basically the whole till two the months. Till the U.S. Open. Basically, till the U.S. Open. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's it's nice, you know. I I was talking to you a little bit offline about, you know, I, it it keeps us interested for sure all the way to July with the majors being close together. But then I said to you, it's like after July. It's going to be weird that you don't have anything to look forward to for another major. It's going to be a little odd because I just don't look at the the the, the FedEx the same way as majors. No. I don't the other either. terms. I mean, I, I'll be curious how people check out. Yeah. 
And I don't know but, if I will. I mean, I, I like the tour championship. I like the playoffs. It's neat, but it's not. It's not a major. But it's it's kind of like why we do what we do on the podcast here. Like I, I think most golfers. I mean, I like pro golf, but there's only so much I can talk about freaking about pro golf, and we move on. Yeah, we talk about you know come August. We're going to be focused on our club championship, and we're going to be focused on whatever else we have going on with our lives and our own games. And so, speaking of that, let's just get it right. Let's just roll right into our then our topic of the week, um, and we can talk. We really, I've got a little product stuff we can kind of talk about. Goodness, I'll mention that later. But let's roll into our topic of the week, which is tournaments, like amateur tournaments, the club things that you're doing, um, the scrambles that you end up playing, those kind of things. I just came off a scramble last Friday, as I was talking about. Um, I have, I am playing in a golf outing every week in June. Some kind of golf outing. At least one. Scrambles? Either a scramble or a best ball matchup thing, or best balls are better. A, a day, one day member, member, or something. I am playing in one, at least once a week in That's June. Right. I'm playing in something. It's a good and a bad. Um, I, the scrambles are garbage. They're so bad for your golf game. They're fun. You should do. You should limit yourself to two a year. Well, I. I that's actually a good number. I can't seriously like that. limit yourself because it's just not good for your game. I think it's terrible for your game. I think you swing out of your shoes. You you go. You totally abandon any core strategy because you basically just go fucking pin hunting it's, on everything. So describe like how your scramble at the Indiana alum. So it's it, it had rained all day for the last the two days prior, basically to last Friday. The course is half underwater. It's 20 mile per hour winds, and it's about 50 degrees outside. It felt like probably 40. And um, we're hitting, it, it's two club wind minimum, and uh, it's cold, and you're miserable. You got four layers on because you, you, you basically had to pull out the rain jacket as a windbreaker, got the stocking hat on. And I end up uh, trying to swing out of my shoes half the day. My, my swing just kind of went to shit. Um, the greens, because they had modem probably in two days, were just shaggy. You could barely putt, so it was hard to judge stuff. We ended up shooting nine under, but we had 16 freaking mulligans. I mean, it was, we still weren't making shit, even with mulligans. So, did you use a, did you use a club pro guy quote on there? There's a couple, there's a few uh, quotes. We, we burned a few edges. <laughs> Never just announce what you shot without detailing how many edges you burned. People are yearning. For a complete we, picture, we burned a few room. edges. We burned a few edges. I I don't know. I think I I I hadn't thought of it that way of quantifying how many scrambles you should play in, and I think two is the number. Two, a hundred percent. Two is the number. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden <laughs> looking at some quotes that we had said. You got to you got to bring in quotes <laughs> to to your round. <laughs> Let me give you a little advice. <laughs> I sent you this one the other day. There's three little rules I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who's got the first name as a city. Never go near a lady who's got a tattoo of a dacker on her body. They stick with that. Everything else is cream cheese. <laughs> you got to bring out quotes in rounds. I mean, that's good stuff, though. I mean, it, well, hey, we had fun. We drank some beer, um, and, uh, and, and we had a good time. I mean, had a few uh, Steve Lights. Steve's? Nope, Steve Lights. I don't even know if it, you can justify saying it's Steve Light for Bud Light. It's not the same it's beer. It's definitely not the same. It, it, it didn't even do anything. free. It didn't even do The way you drink it is free. And it wasn't Yingling because Yingling, by the way, sidebar, Yingling, worst beer. Like, absolutely awful. Why did we care before that actually came here? Because, like, I remember I'd go down to Florida and I, did, I couldn't get it. Right. But like, oh, I'm going to drink it. I drank five of them and I get. And you'd like, have a hangover like, the next day. Terrible. Like, worst hangover. Why? Yeah. That stuff is shit. I, it's since garbage. It, since this came to Indiana and yeah. when it was in, uh, it came to Missouri for the first, never yeah. bought it. To frick, I've never. I would never ever buy one of those. Even if somebody offered me one for free, I'd be like, "I'm good." The only Give one me I, a shot of vodka before I would. Uh, <laughs> and one, I don't even like vodka. The one I kind of like is the, uh, the. Well, actually, I don't really like it. The one I can tolerate. Do you, do you ever try the Yingling Black and Tan? I've seen it. 
<laughs> but I can tell you that I have not tried. It's it's okay, but maybe I was just in. I don't know. That was the only. You must have right. been in a mood. You're like, ah, I'll try it again. But you probably only had like one or two. Not going to get you freaking hungover. No. And no, I had it like on draft too. And I was like, yeah. it doesn't look like black. I mean, it I looks think, like mud. I should well, just call it a yingling mud. So the last time I had, going back to Harbortown. So when um, the last time I drank a yingling on purpose because like it was available and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to drink that. I was in Hilton Head with the hearts and they had bought like a case of yingling for the week on our little trip. And uh, we were crushing that, and the next every two felt like horse piss. Two or three days in a row, I'm like, I, I woke up with a headache, and I'm like, God, why am I so hungover? And it was because all I was drinking was that damn Yingling. It's terrible. <laughs> oldest brewery in the U.S. Yeah, my it's ass. Sh- oldest and shittiest. <laughs> Overrated garbage. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Yingling. Sorry, Yingling. You just got smashed. You will not be a beer of trial on no, on, uh, on the podcast. No, because I can tell you right now, because we, we tr- like to try stuff that we think we would recommend to our friends, and I can tell you before I even drink it that I would not recommend yeah, it to a friend. We had a, one on the last podcast we didn't bring on, because we would rip it so bad. Oh. It was fucking cough syrup. Was it like the arrogant bastard one? No, it wasn't. wasn't Actually, like I've had that. That's not bad. This was like, I was trying to think of a Game of Thrones type theme, and yeah. I bought this... Fuck it. It was expensive for that bomber. It was like yep. 20 bucks. Some type of. <laughs> it was terrible. It was cough syrup. It was so It was terrible. like cough syrup with fucking like gut oh, rot whiskey in God, it. It was so bad. <laughs> Let's get some Dimatap and pour some fucking oh, Heaven Hill in there. Mix it with. Oh, it was just bad. That was pretty bad. Some Jim yeah. Beam honey bourbon. Well, anyway. So. Uh, um, well, you want to get back and say it. Hey, like what, what you all think. All right. So. So uh, how many outings, how many events is 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 it safe to say that people could play in in a given season? Well, I say two scrambles. I think you could do a f- more best ball because you're actually going to play your game. Yeah. So maybe three or four, but that takes a lot of time. Absolutely. I mean, if you do a four, if you have a four man group for best ball and you have a lot of teams, that's gonna that's gonna take longer in a scramble. I think so. So if you have six hours to just piss off, you know, four or five times a year, okay. But most people I don't. Mean, our club does Wednesday nine whole men's events, which are I like those because you can whip around in like two and a half hours, two 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 and a half hours. Uh, at least you got a little competition going on there. I would say that Kyle basically runs like one, like I would call men's event. What one, maybe two each month. Yeah, choose up. Uh, either a choose up, or he's got like the alternate shot, or the black tea championship, or he's got. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, he, I think he's got a uh, a two man best ball event um, as well. So mm-hmm. it's probably like two a month. He does men's events, so it's like every other weekend. He's not. He's pretty good with that. Um, I think that's good. Um, I there's there's obviously um, the the season long events that you can play into. I guess that my 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 thing is here is like how much competitive golf can one person play? If you're trying to play like leisurely once a week, how much more competitive golf can you fit in? I think that's a category too that you can slot as well. I mean, what do you consider competitive? If we do like I don't consider the Wednesday night men's league it's competitive. Not, I consider that like I'm squeezing in nine holes cuz my And a scramble's a joke. That's not competitive. No. I guess and not. So, what about if and it's usually during a weekday during work, and I, I get away with getting off without taking up time off? We could we could still uh, uh, go in for Is the Indy Open. The Indy Open's here. The Indy Open's here. It's here, and At it's on Chatham? the thirteenth. It's in the thirteenth and fourteenth. Interesting. And w- there's a one day cut, so you don't make the cut. What you don't play to, a second day. You have to be under a three. What do you have to be? No, under six point four. Under a six. All right, so we're in. So right? let's let's start. Cons- we might consider that. I, let's look Is at that. Is that like that a three day event or a, two? A, two. It's day like a Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, one day, and they cut people after day one. Yep. Interesting. Scott's doing it. Is he really? Scotty. 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 Uh, man. All right. It might be something. If I can manage it where I'm not coaching, I'm not probably going to do it. I could play here. That'd be fine. I'm playing. I'm playing in the. Um, but that's a different type of pressure. That's a different type of competition yeah. golf. That kind of golf I can't commit to that often. 
Well, I mean, the club championship is what I hear is what I commit to for that, which is a three day freaking event. Serious, you gotta like feel like you gotta prepare for that thing, work on your short game, put everything out for the weeks leading up to it. Figure out how not to hook it on one. Figure out how to not hit one OB on one, which I've done two years in a row now. Why don't you just hit a fade, man? Because if you go out right, who gives a shit? Hey, knock on wood. I'm hitting on some freaking trim here. Knock on wood. I have not hit one OB this season there, but I've only played here three times. But it's fine. Four times, maybe now. But um, it's so much better to miss right. Uh, yeah, I'd rather. I mean, I put one down in that ditch, but I mean, yeah. But if you, if you, oh, the ditch, the water, the yeah. lake. No, not the lake. Well, then that's fine. But that's because that's red stake instead of right. It, it's better than me OB and yes. again, yeah. Yeah, that's what my so I, I my play there is on number one. If you feel like oh I'm all like shoddy, yeah, and I'm nervous, which I really don't. I mean, I get a little bit of nerves just because we're doing it, but I'm just like just play a, try to play a draw off number one. If you you fade it, you know, you go out right, but play a draw and aim a little right. <laughs> don't hit the uh, don't hit the gray house. Uh, yeah, you don't want to hit that one. <laughs> he had a pretty good weekend, though. Yeah, I think the the wizard. He's uh, I'm I'm um I'm I'm happy with him. You know, I mean, he's I think he's doing a pretty good job. He used some strategy, um, drafting some players. So I like that guy. Um, I you know to to circle back to your question, I think I think it's just tough. I think it's very subjective, but I, I think if you want to. Improve your game and improve your personal life and home life. You probably limit yourself to two scrambles, probably two or three max other kind of recreational events. And then I, I'm more, I would save more for like real competition events, club championship. Yeah. And well, we like got Indy Open, stuff like that. I you think and you and I have a scramble. More. You and I have a scramble coming up, though, which would be fun. Muscular Dystrophy Association. Yeah, that'd be good. So that'll be good. Yep. Uh, with, with the Colts, and uh, I think that'll be fun. I'm playing in the Anthony Calhoun charity uh, event as well. I think it's the Teachers Treasures or something like that, so it's benefiting teachers. I got So I've got two scrambles coming up. Nice. In the next couple months, which will be fun. Yeah. Um, and then I told you I've got... Uh, I got the, the single-day member guest. I've got... Um, I think I'm playing at a member member event at Woodland in June. So, are you doing it at Woodland? Yeah. There's a mem- yeah. It's, or, sorry, it's a member. It's a single day member guest at Woodland. I'm I think doing- I'm gonna do the Meridian Hills member guest full no. deal. No, nice. Yeah, very good. I mean, those are other events that um, you know we've got a lottery here at Chatham because there's so many people that sign up for it and they've only got 60 spots, but there's like 120 dudes that sign up for it. Um, that's a three day event that, that gets pretty fun. Um, uh, I'm not going to play in it this year, but maybe, maybe another time. Um, so I, to me, it's like golf is upon us. Uh, a lot of these events are great. I love your point about limiting the number of scrambles you play. I think I'm already committed too many, um, scrambles. They're garbage. And they really uh, are. They're garbage. I think I need to commit to more events and and one thing that kind of came up then in the neighborhood with with some of the guys is you know how can we as we've grown into this golf community how can we figure out a way to have a little competition in the neighborhood and so uh, we're trying to arrange kind of a neighborhood golf comp- competitive league as well a few more, tournaments more details to come more details to come uh it's uh we're calling it the players club should be interesting I'll share some logos and some some event details. If we have some stuff upcoming, but um, uh, I think I think that's fun too. Kind of doing something a little bit, I guess that you kind of own a little bit different than what a club's organized or maybe what some charities organized or whatever. So I think that should be kind of interesting. Kind of a la GCT tour to a degree. Um, it may not be as as elite as the Golf Cartel tour. Um, shout out! Shout out to the Derm. But uh, in the GC team members, um, but we're gonna do something sm- on a smaller level here with the with the hold with the on, neighbors. hold on. My thoughts are starting to like turn on this. 
So these could be competing tours. There could be a competing tour Ryder Cup. Just hold, 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 hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Oh my God! What if we had lightning derm. struck? Derm. What if we had a points system in which on your tour you earned points toward earning a place in the? Oh man! The, I mean, players now we're club, players versus, club versus GCT. GC- I mean, there's, this could get this could phone. get deep. This could get deep. Um, so at any rate, uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. We used to actually, uh, in my previous neighborhood, we used to do an, uh, a, essentially kind of a Ryder cup tournament, um, versus the neighborhood next door, which was kind of fun too. Um, but I, I, there's a ton we could do. That is something we should probably talk to Durham about. Uh, I think we should. I I definitely think we should. I like it. Well, you know, I, events, things that are coming up, I, I, I'm, getting super excited about playing golf like actually playing real golf because we're still mm. we're still in our infancy of actually getting out and playing we're just edging because the weather is so limiting here yeah but um may, our, may we're really, really kickstart we're really starting to green up yep we're gonna skip spring like we always do in indiana yeah it'll be cold and then all of a sudden it's 102 oh, t- a week and a half ago two weeks ago things were still kind of brown around here and now the course is looking green um, I think they're actually able to really like mow other than the rains kind of held them back, but I think they're actually able to start mowing. Things are actually growing now. It's not just, uh, you know, dormant stuff. So I, I do think we kind of turn the corner. I know, uh, you coaching the golf team, obviously the, the, the boys have been playing. Um, how many matches have you guys had so far this season? Gosh, I think we're already eight or nine matches in, but okay. they, we stack, but April golf is tough yeah. for high school kids. I mean, they're just. I don't think we're getting a. Well, I hope we're not getting a true flavor of our guys yet, because there's definitely some room for improvement. But still a little rusty. We've had some successes already. Um, But uh, Mark's uh, alumni, Almater, is they are, and this is without exaggeration, they could be top high school in the entire country. That's how good they are. At uh, at high school golf, I mean, the, they have the Greyhounds of Carmel. Yeah, I mean, they have five. They're starting five. They're all Division One committed scholarship golfers. They had a, a kid. One, their one of their kids shot sixty four over the weekend. Another one shot sixty eight. It's just not normal in high school no, golf. It's not shooting, impressive. Shooting par is normal, but it's for, impressive for the top players. But not that. That's crazy. Sixty four. That's deep. Sixty four. I can only dream of shooting sixty four. Oh. I'm not even sure I've ever had six birdies in a round. Let alone uh, yes, pars, you have. I think I've to seen, support that. I think you have seen you have like eight birdies in a round and you still shot 78. <laughs> That's bullshit, but maybe 74. Anyway, um, I've had, I, you're right, I, I can't get hot, but uh, at any rate, um, let's well, it. That's fun. I, Indiana and golf and stuff like that and getting riled up, I think it's one of those things where I, I'm not sure if I played year-round, uh, maybe I'd have the same enthusiasm. I do think that us having the podcast has kept us motivated and interested in golf through the winter, um, and now that we're even skipping a week of the podcast uh, this past week, I think um, you know it's still it's interesting to talk about the game and golf and get out there. And even after the the scramble that I played, uh, we had our out at the club here. We did it was a demo day, and they had and I posted a little bit of this on uh, the Instagram account as well. But they had TaylorMade, Cobra, uh, Mizuno, PXG was here, Callaway. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else was here. Um, I'm missing somebody. I feel bad that I'm missing somebody right now. Uh, Ping, sorry, Ping was here as well. So I think we had like six clubs represented they had everything they had their reps you could hit whatever you wanted and there were i mean it was lined up just bays lined up and people hitting stuff um uh i was i was texting cousins that dude i mean he brought his whole bag down he was ready to go he was ready to get fitted but he spent the whole half hour i spent with the mizuno guy he was with the callaway guy and he has a 15 year old uh three wood that he's been playing since basically college and he was like, I thought it was time for an upgrade. And he was like, he was, he was like, I was so blown away 
by the Callaway Epic Flash three wood. And I'm like, you better have been. You've been hitting a 15 year old freaking three wood. Like that thing should be lightning well, like, in a bottle compared to what you. They were like hitting. a warbird or something. Right? I don't know what it was. I think it was like an old Titleist or something like that. But it was. I was like, dude, you're crazy. I was like, yeah, you need to upgrade your three wood. But I, so I was hitting those uh, Mizuna. We've talked a ton about them. The 919 tours. I love the way they look. They're fantastic. But I swear to God, I'd take five swings, and before I could even like get done with the fifth swing, the rep was like handing me another, like the same model again, seven iron with like a different shaft in it. Like, try this one, try this one, because he was. Did trying- you have any shaft that like got stuck out? So he um, he was trying to get my ball flight down. The problem was we were hitting into the wind, and I already hit the ball high, so I was fucked because the ball was just. And we're hitting range balls, so range balls are just you know they're spinning and they're they just kept like rising on me, rising on me, rising on me, and I'm like, dude, we're not going to get the ball down, and he knew it. Um, but uh, I would say there there were two shafts that I liked. Um, one of the they're basically kind of their stock shaft is the. Uh, Dynamic Gold S three hundred. Yeah, I had that one. I have those right there on the Titleist. And did I, you actually, hit these? What's those? Are with the Modus? I did not hit the Modus. So great. he kept putting me in DGs. Um, I, I hit the X one hundred. I hit an S four hundred and an S three hundred. Um, and then he had me in the KBS uh, Taper. Those um, are nice. And he had me in probably four different weights flexes of those as well um i think it was like the 120 gram stiff i think kind of flex it was somewhere between that and the s300 and the s400 that's kind of where i was at he had me as he was watching me he's like he thought the kbs taper 120 whatever stiff or whatever it was he's like i would hard step that and he think I think that's where you'd be, but I was like, I needed like a true fitting, and it was a windy day, and I was I'd already played eighteen, and that was probably you know thirty swings in, and I was getting tired. So I kind of wish I just tried. Um, a lot of a lot of guys are switching on their irons, going to more regular shaft mm. instead of the stiff on really? the irons. Yeah, for the feel. I mean, like my my driver is extra stiff. My hybrids are stiff. And my my irons are all stiff, but I've heard and I've talked to people and like Chad, he put a uh, regular shaft in his wedges. Just it just makes you it makes things like a feel thing. Huh. It's it's a little easier to maneuver and I don't know about yeah. that. I mean it's it's worth a try. I, I will say that I didn't love the X one hundred. I thought it was a little heavy. I thought um I left a lot of stuff like lagging out to the right. When he put me in the he threw me on a Project X too, and I, I and I've never hit a Project X well at all, and it was just all like garbage, just shit shaft. I I, I don't know how guys play that thing. Um, I have my my hybrids. You got the Project X on them? I think so. Well, no, that not not graphite. The Project X steel uh, iron shafts. You got the high the the Project X hazardous. The those those are phenomenal graphite. Don't I'm. I'm just saying the steel shaft, but um, maybe it's not. No, those aren't right. it. Those are the catalysts. Jesus, dude, you got some high tech shit there. Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> I I wish I would have hit the. I saw the Tiger Woods blades. Johnny hit Johnny hit them. Said they were just butter when you hit them on the sweet spot. They look beautiful. Those Tiger Woods. Uh, That's why yeah, I hate I've this got, fucking club. I've got a Project X on my drive. I just I don't like I don't like this one. Um, and, uh, I would say I, I, I wanted to hit the PXGs. I did. I, know. I, I had put it on and my And I wanted list. you to hit the ST90. And ST I, I, I literally ran out of swings and I ran out of time and I wish I had more time because I knew I was going to buy the PXGs, but I was like, I, I wish I would have hit them just to compare. I and wanted to take my flash down there and I'm going to compare it to the, to the Mizuno. Yeah. Cause I, I love that driver. You need to try it, dude. You'd like it. I'm sure it's fantastic. I like my but driver. Yeah, but like you say, you always go back full circle here, and this technology is so good that you're not going to be that far off. Like the no. the top five uh, club manufacturers are pretty close. They're all going to be pretty close. They all do something just a little bit different. There's little variables to them. 
I was trying to convince the Mizuno guy of my shaft theory, and he wasn't buying it, which is that the shafts are better than any of the clubs, but he wasn't going to sell that to me because he, that's obviously not what he's selling. He's selling that his clubs are better. But I would be like, dude, is the re-? I, was like, I was like, tell me, man. I'm mixed is on the, that. Is the real technology in the shaft, the real technology upgrades in the last few years, the shafts or the heads? He's like, well, you know, we've got the best, you know, forged technology. And I'm like, fuck you and your uh, sales pitch. Upgrade. Uh, I agree with that, what you said. Upgrade, but like, I'll just take the heads of my AP2s that are last year versus the heads of these uh, yeah. 919 forged. I mean, I like these irons so much better. I think the forging process that Mizuno has, I would, I did agree with him to a degree. There is that they do a phenomenal job, and I'm not, I'm not doubting what they do there. Um, uh, and they look pretty, and that's it. And I, I just said, I think this shaft technology in the last five to ten years is so much better than what it's been because I've upgraded drivers and I've never hit the ball as well um, as I did, you know. 10, 15 years ago. No I way. agree. I, I as agree. far as my dispersion. Uh, when Chad and I played last Friday, like on 18, I hit his um, his driver with his TaylorMade, and he has a shaft on there. It's probably like a four or $500 shaft, and it it's a clear difference. It feels different. It's just it you get a just a different everything to it. You know what's interesting about that? I don't think he hits it any further than his previous club, but he says... And what he loves, and this is the, what I love too. He's like, he's like, I don't go left with it. He's like, I can't hit it left. And well, I'm like, that's there's something to say about that. Like, if you can aim down the left hand side of a fairway and know that you're gonna be in the fairway, like that's that's a big deal. Yeah, because you want to be actually, you don't want to be um, left on or right on 17 anymore. Apparently not. Apparently not. Well, um, hey man, let's uh, let's go let's go sidebar like we were going to. Um, we we missed last week, and but I don't think we missed a ton with that Game of Thrones episode, and um, th- to touch on this our non golf topic of the week, our non golf topic of the week. Um, it was just more lead up to this past to yesterday's show, which was like freaking was incredible, just crazy death, like. I, I still, I, at the end of it, I was like, who all died? I can't even remember. So, so. I was kind of like, you know, the, the show, of course, it was incredible. Everything, like, with the, the cinematography and then, the like, fire, the way they bring all the night. characters. But I kind of, like, just, you know, I, I just break things down to the simplest form. I'm like, their battle strategy was pretty shitty. You think about it. Who's going to attack the dead at night? Who said that turns I, your own soldiers into more soldiers <laughs> at night. Dude, the, Dost, the Dothraki charging on their horses. I saw that happen, and I go, who, who made that call? <laughs> Here, Why wouldn't you wait for those dead people to come to you? And why wasn't the whole previous show is how to get the Dark Knight? That's it. That's all it should have been about, is how to get the Dark Knight, the, the king, the yeah, Dark King. Night king. That's it. That's all you focus on because they knew that you got to... Look, we kill these dudes. They it's talked, not going to do anything. They just they wake They talked about it for like three minutes in three like minutes. a boardroom. <laughs> right? That's it. That's it. And they're like, well, here's what I think we need to do. I think we need to get... And then Bran, like, just from out of nowhere, is like, he's like, he's going to come for me. And you're like, you're like, hold it, wait. Oh, this guy? What? The three-eyed raven? Oh, he, oh he's going to come for you. Who are you again? Like, what? I don't, I don't understand. So let's put him out in the woods somewhere where he's basically unprotected with a guy with few arrows. It's that's that's it. That doesn't have a dick. And, <laughs> I and, didn't want to say it. I was going <laughs> to say it. I was going to say castrated, but I was just going to. I was trying to be nice. But let's put him out there. Why not just put him like sitting like around a bunch of soldiers and then have the dark king like try to target him and then you dark knight, dark could, king, could, could night have, king could have. Uh, could have, could strategy could have been a lot more planned out, but it, it would not have been as cool with how they were just fighting off so many zombies every left and right. I was, it was, it was insane. Um, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, we're sorry for our little side banter here, but it, that was insane. I, I, as I was telling the guys at the office, um, I think I have to watch it again because I really feel like I missed 
Um, you trying to see if you can squeeze it in tonight? I am. I'm looking <laughs> at my watch. I'm like, is it going to be too late? Well, but, um, we'll segue yeah. into tequila then. Yeah, we can segue into some tequila. So we've got the Herradura. Herradura. So I think it was episode probably around seven, eight. It was early. It was early on. Um, we had picked up the Reposado. Um, and then uh, I went to Mexico. And I, you know, we, you've, if you've listened to, the, to our episodes, you heard how I had to, you know, go through all of my escapades of getting the tequila back into the country. Um, and I brought back one of the. Um, what they're calling like the cristal kind of uh, tequila, which is a filtered um, aged tequila. So we have a filtered anejo from Herradura. Yeah, it's like it's called their it's Herradura their Ultra. Ultra. So it is a clear um, filtered tequila, and uh, we're gonna taste this sucker. Do we have it? Are you gonna pass me a glass here, John? Yeah, let's. Uh, can we go off for just? Can we have a, just a quick? No, hold on, just a sec. All right, so um, we've got the ultra here. Now, sorry, it took us a while to get this together. Have we had an ultra anejo? Is that is the anejo clear? Right. So no, the anejo or is the, the blanco. Age? The blanco is like your silver tequila. You know, kind of your clear. Anejo is usually the more aged, so yeah. it's uh, eighteen to. Oh, months to two it's, years. It's, it's the it's kind of the extra aged, and so this is an aho, but they filter it, um, is what they do, and now so they've got this. Um, it's a new, I think, as we talked about on the last episode, it's kind of a new variation of tequila. This this is aged up to forty nine months in American white oak barrels. There you then go. Filtered through our then, exclusive process. There you go, and then filtered. All right, let's so try. So the key this. is they take they take that yellowness out uh, by filtering it. All right, here we go. That may be some of the smoothest tequila I've ever tasted. It's super smooth. It is. It's kind of interesting. We, have, we end up having dead air because we're like tasting something which nobody can see us do. Um, I think, and this is what I remembered with the other one. So we brought back another one, and I can't remember. I think it was like the Revolution or something like that. Um, and it was, and I remembered, uh, in which I'm getting on this one too. There is, uh, there's a lot of vanilla in here. Um, and uh, it, there's some, it's almost like a sugary candy kind of taste flavoring to it. It, but it is so smooth. That's like crazy smooth. Well, there's definitely no bite to it. I mean, it's it it goes down real easy. But you get these. Uh, God, and it, I know what you mean. There, there's it's, it's those kind of. Um, it, it must be like how agave would taste that's not fermented. It's it's those candied spices. I don't, that's the best way Does I can agave describe it. Does it taste sweet? It it to a degree, but I think that um, you get and, and a lot of tequila does. They have some vanilla notes to it, and a lot of tequila will have some of these other. But it's not as spicy as some other tequilas, and that's probably through the filtering process. You don't get that. Um, so what we're gonna do here actually is we're gonna try the reposado that we had back early in the uh, in the day. And uh, as I, I'm gonna kill this one real quick though. I think this is excellent. Well, you liked the Revolution one as well, which I was indifferent on, if you remember. So, without having too much dead air here, um, we're drinking a lot of tequila and some Steve. but uh, I, I mean, I like it. It's different. Um, it's one of those things. And I think what's interesting about uh, what's come along with tequila and whether The Rock is making tequila or whatever other celebrity is starting to make their own brand of tequila, I think what's interesting about it is is along the lines of the bourbon trail and what's become uh, really popular in drinking bourbon and whiskeys and scotches and things like that, um, I think there are some unique flavors and there's some unique stuff that you can do with tequila and I think this is another angle of something that where you can drink it on the rocks, maybe with just a squeeze of lime. Um, maybe you can drink it even neat uh, or chilled. Um, to me, this makes this really interesting. No different than bourbon or any of those this other is the whiskeys. Reposado. So the Reposato. Um, hurrah, how, how do we pronounce it? Haradura? Haradura. Haradura. Yes. 
That's good too. It, see, this is more whiskey like to me because you they don't strip out the oak. You can taste the oak in here. So a reposado is usually that's uh, a one, white barrel oak for this one though. But uh, you're usually well, but they but they filter it. That's what makes it clear. Um, so, well, I mean, but do they do they? Well, do a white oak? Do, it's still going to turn yellow even on a white oak. Does that make a difference, like how it tastes, though? It might be a little bit different. Could be, but I feel like that you get more of this woody flavor with this reposado, where they haven't stripped it out. And a reposado, you know, they're going to age this for about a year, roughly. Um, and in an ajo, they go longer than that is usually what it is. But um, and obviously your bourbons, you know, they're they're doing those for multiple years. Scotches, they're doing them for 10, 12, 15, 20 Could years. Could you chill and have either one of those? I would I would lean toward the reposado myself. I, I like the oakier flavor. I like it. both. I like both, but I I if it was my choice, I'd take the ultra. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Just a different. I and I think it's I think it is a cleaner flavor. I think it's um, uh, I, again I I don't know. I, I I feel like when we're comparing it to like a bourbon or something like that, which I know I that's I'm a fan of. To me, that's where those reposados, or at least, the, or an anejo that is not filtered, I lean that direction because I love that Don Julio anejo. I think it's fantastic. I like the reposado. I mean, I really, I like this a lot. It's so good. It's good. I mean, this is one of the best tequilas. I, as we said earlier, and this was off outline, but I'll say it now on on the air. Um, I'll buy this over Patron. I think Patron's overrated, and for the same price. What's our? What's, I'd buy this. What's our other uh, one we like with the cool bottle? Oh, the Class Azul. I mean, would you? How would you? How would you rate the Class Azul against the Hodura? You know, I, I would love to bring Michael Hart in here, uh, and we'll do a cool like reposado tasting sometime. Because we he, should do. You know, we should we should do some blind tequila taste with him. Yes, high end blind reposado tasting. I think could be really fun. I'm in. Okay. All right, with that, guys, uh, we are going to wrap up episode 26. We appreciate you listening. And as always, go out there, hit more greens. You will score better, we promise. Thanks. Thanks, guys.